Aloha, everybody. My name is Christina Laney Mitri, and I'm your host of Smart Living Hawaii's podcast, where we discuss smart homes and technology, sustainability, healthy lifestyles, and smart business. Today, we'll have a continue our Sustainable Leader series and have a talk story with Sandy Ward. She is the co-founder and executive director of Malama Pu'uloa Program. Uh, greatest goal is to restore Pu'uloa, Pearl Harbor, and they focus on community stewardship, education, and partnerships. We will learn more about what they do, how they support our keiki and students, and how they work within the community for a more vibrant and thriving community in the future. Aloha, Sandy. Aloha. Thank you so much for joining us today. I know it's a little bit on short notice, but I did want to share some of the great things you're doing this month, which is in October. So before we begin, a little background on Sandy I have for you. She is a retired public school teacher with 38 years of experience connecting students to place-based, project-based, inquiry-based learning. She has a Master's of Science of Education from Lewis and Clark College. And I have a little quote here from her. As someone was a teacher in Milani 25 years, and now loving the opportunity to work with youth all over EVA, I want to create pathways to a better future for them. I believe with all my heart in a future of restored abundance for Pu'uloa and the surrounding EVA Moku. And it's an honor to help grow the next generation of empowered change makers. All right, let's get started. So what's your background? Let's start there. Where are you uh, from growing up? What would you like to share with our listeners? Well, um, anyone who's seeing my face will see immediately that um, my ancestors are, are not Hawaiian. They are Scottish and Irish. And I was oh, raised in Oregon. <laughs> see? Um, but raised in Oregon, I did not move here until 1994. I've lived here half my life. And like many people raised on the mainland, um, and believe me, my students were, were quick to let me know I hadn't been taught what I should have been taught about Hawaii. I was pretty much told, Miss, you don't know what you're talking about here. And God bless them, they were right. So 1994 began my journey of, okay, I, I, I know some things about teaching and I know about fish guts and all that good stuff, but I'm a, I'm a student and still at 61, um, it's been such an honor to learn um, the Hawaiian mo'olelo, Hawaiian history, Hawaiian place names from so many amazing and patient people. So uh, I loved teaching and and everyone might remember their biology class in high school and go, mm, it was either a class that you loved or hated. But for me to make it more interesting would be to take kids outside and learn from all of these amazing Aina stewards that surround me. And it wasn't just the kids learning, it was me learning. So that had always been my inspiration. And I liked them to design their own projects as much as possible. So a couple of things happened that steered me this way is I was on Koho'olawe with a group of students from Mililani High School and gosh, talk about inspiration. Um, 
when you think something is impossible to restore, just think of Koholave. I know. I, I had the opportunity to go there too. You, so when Uncle Emmett Aluli says, take what you have learned here and do it in your backyard, my students just looked at me because we were going everywhere. But right over here, right behind me, the waters of Mililani literally flow into Ku'uloa, which is what I always use the Hawaiian name or part of the Hawaiian name for Pearl Harbor. So that, that began our journey here. Um, and I will say that uh, one of my students wanted to work upstream on Schofield and got to make sure it's safe. So I was up on the Schofield base looking along the stream to make sure this poor girl wouldn't fall in when she was doing her science. And I met Tony Chance. And Tony Chance, um, his daughter has a horse there, a family horse that, that helps his daughter thrive. And I will say it's kind of, we laugh about it. We literally met over a wheelbarrow full of horse poo. Um, <laughs> so it's not, not as exciting as it sounds, but um, we started talking about um, the streams and the pollution. And he's a four-time Navy combat vet who lives on the shoreline here down at Kapapapuhi. And he was saying, he, he was just one of those people that believed that that community could make a difference. And I was telling him, oh, my students, man, they're awesome. They could make a difference. And about six Starbucks meetings later, um, and some inspiration from many others, we looked at um, co-founding a 501c3 nonprofit. And even that was a, a hui process. So um, we're under the name hui Honua, which was a name that was gifted to us. And when someone gives you a beautiful name like that, a group of people who will make the earth as it should be, that's kind of a big, scary name. But um, we honor that gift. And Ahui, that group of people is really where we live. Um, so we, we were super excited. We got our 501c3 paperwork right at Christmas time, December 2015. And through all of those Starbucks conversations and listening to all my students and all the conversations that, that Tony had had with neighbors. And, and I'll just briefly say he, after retiring from the Navy, he had gone back to Leeward Community College to get his degree and not being very comfortable with school and, and knowing that he needed help. He walked into a student center at Leeward Community College and it was the Hawaiian Student Center. And he is, he's looks even more non-Hawaiian than I do. <laughs> they were they were filled with Aloha, welcoming him, helping him, teaching him. And so I have to say again that all of those people that patiently taught us and, and as well as those we serve, like my students, they were part of putting together the idea of Malama Pu'uloa this place was a place of abundance. There is still abundance in little pockets. And despite all the horrific things happening, you know, everyone knows about Red Hill. Everyone knows about the, the horrible bombing in World War II. And I have family aboard the USS Arizona, but I'm, I want to keep this on the imua, on the going forward. We all believe that we can fully restore that abundance um, if everybody's involved. Manu Meyer says all hands on deck and she's one of our beloved advisors. 
And so the Hui was born, the Hui is thriving. And uh, eventually, and I, I was kind of trying to do it while I was teaching full time. And uh, I didn't want anything to distract from my teaching. So we were super excited in 2019 that after 35 years of teaching, the nonprofit finally got a contract that allowed me to focus on it full time. Awesome. Uh, Tony got his degree and works with the Veterans Administration, helping um, some of our most um, resilient and vulnerable vets. So he got his degree in social work. But now in just three short years, really, we were able to Zoom in 2019. Can't wait to tell you about what the Hui has come up with because it, it inspires me every day. Awesome. Well, I'm glad that this has turned into a second career for you. <laughs> But it seems like almost like just a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. I can tell you that much. I know it's a lot of work, but the passion is there and that's what keeps you going. So um, could you tell me a little bit more about what the nonprofit does and what you guys focus on, your mission and your vision and your core values and, you know, just how you integrate the community into the things that you do? Absolutely, mahalo. Um, I will say that the we're focusing on Malama Pu'uloa with the with the mission to address historical trauma to the land, water, and people of the Evamoku. So all those lands and communities where the water flows into Pu'uloa, the largest region or moku on the island of Oahu. So we do have an area that we focus on. Um, and Could you break that down a little bit? Because I don't think people know exactly where gotcha. it is. And then, like, how many streams and where this water... I mean, I didn't even know coming up and down. I just, like, realized, oh, there's a... Water's coming out here. It's clean water. You know, like, I didn't know anything about these this area. So well, maybe you could just... Give us Absolutely. a little bit of education 101 really quick. <laughs> and same thing. I mean, I live at a beach and I taught in Mililani for years. And I didn't know until I started, you know, looking at that bird's eye view and, and started learning more from Hawaiian scholars. I'll just, I'll throw out some town names because we all associate with town or the high school we went to. So anything from Kapolei, Makakilo, Mililani, Pearl City, IA, I'm kind of drawing an outline around it, um, Waipahu and Eva Beach. So a giant area of land and all of the Ahupua'a, and there are 12 Ahupua'a, many of whom start with the, the prefix vai or water, Waikele, Waimalu, Waiava, Waipahu. I mean, all of these, um, uh, they all are talking about water. So 12 ahupua'a, if you're a watershed person, nine watersheds, but the largest collection of fresh water um, on this island flows into Pu'uloa. And we all know, because it's been in the news, two thirds of our drinking water comes from the aquifer that's fed by both the, the Waianae and the Ko'olau. And it comes into this beautiful estuary is, or mulevai um, that some people call Pearl Harbor some people say Vaimomi, um, some people say Kiavalao or Pu'uloa. Many of us say Pu'uloa as, uh, as a beloved name for this, this beautiful place of abundance. So uh, 
if we are going to restore Pu'ulua to abundance, you can't just do part of it because all that water and whatever is is Malka flows Makai. Um, and so that it's a Kako thing. You, you can't restore half of it and still have pollution or sediment coming in from the other half. But it's a vast area to learn about. And I'm grateful for still so many people teaching me and um, organizations like Noho Papa who have put together a beautiful book with maps and mo'olelo and sacred places and that, that history of place. And to meet so many other Aina stewards, we are only one Aina steward in a vast network of others who are, who are taking care of and protecting and restoring places throughout this beautiful moku. So that, that trauma, people were displaced, um, sugar cane displaced people, development displaced people, the overthrow, uh, Pearl Harbor, if you look it up, it's a super fun site. So there have been repeated traumas, but um, I, partially being a public school teacher is I just operate in the realm of professional optimism. And I have students asking me every day, like, okay, so what are we going to do about it? And I, that voice never goes away. So I, um, and more exciting is the young people are like, well, what can I do about it? And mm -hmm. they've always, all my students were ready to just jump in and do very hard work, whether it was science or just, you know, picking up the HANA. So how do we, how are we addressing that trauma? How are we restoring abundance? Um, I will say three things, um, kind of our three core values is um, building Pilina, building partnerships. And sometimes we ask and sometimes we are invited in. So the, some, now in some cases, the community is asking our tiny nonprofit for how can one part of our hui maybe help another. So that, that pilina, that, those deep relationships, um, I cannot say how, how important and how exciting that is. And we have a huge network, an evolving network. And even with the pandemic, we had seven thousand over seven thousand community volunteers who came we have elected officials business partners um kanako advisors and of course where we started is all of those schools so we over you know students and kumu from over 16 schools including lcc and uh west oahu and uh manoa they've come they how can we help so Apparently, we are not crazy because a lot of people really believe in this vision of a, of a restored abundance. And we see pockets of that restoration all over Eva. So Pilina Partnerships. And the second one, and, and Christine, I love you because I know you do this too, is the HANA. And HANA, as, as Pono Shim taught us all and reminded us all, it's not just work, but yeah, it's sweaty, muddy work. But it's also it it feeds your soul, and it um, it restores grace. So um, as I learn Olelo Hawaii, the the depth of meaning. So just show up, do the work, keep showing up, do more work, don't quit, do more work. Um, 
and in our case, a lot of it has to do with um, going way beyond just picking up Opala and um, clearing invasive vegetation. And you don't just take away, it's what you put back. Um, so that's the, the third one is to learn and share and learn and share in a cycle called Nahopena A'o. And that's actually something that the Department of Education had had started working on while I was still teaching. And I was like, oh, that's what I've been doing for my whole teaching career is <laughs> learn, share, learn, share. And so we still are learning, how do we do this? How are other people doing it? Um, what was here historically and such a rich history. Um, I didn't know that there was over 30 fish ponds around Pu'uloa and some say maybe even as many as a hundred. I had never heard that. Before sugarcane, this was an area that produced so much food. Um, it, Eva was the political center of the island. Um, this is where the Moi Ali'i lived. Um, and uh, John Papa'i'i said, look to Eva, and he meant the whole shebang, the whole Eva Moku, look to Eva in times of famine. We were the breadbasket. So what's exciting is that through these pockets of projects, the community is showing, oh, we, we can restore this. So um, in the in the Honouli Uli watershed at Kapapapuhi Point Park, um, on a city and county public park, we've removed seven acres of invasive mangrove, opening up streams and fish, fish passage. I can't say that three times. Um, fish ponds, local ia, shoreline, and the we again is this hui of 7,000 people and schools and partners. Is this the um, park that's kind of at the end where they have a lot of jetties that go out? It is. It's right across from Queens West. And you know, I, I, I tried to purchase this one property. <laughs> I didn't get it. But it was right on that path and right down the street from that place. And I was just like, had natural spring water that was once through I was gonna try to do a whole like suburbia um you know permaculture house there because <laughs> it was like right on the water right across from the path it's at the far end right of the path we um we tried to purchase that too and um or one of our business partners did um and so we still don't know who bought it um we're well, not I mean sure. I actually could I looked I didn't I looked at it back then I like I knew it got sold and it did well, actually the person that bought it started to illegally destroy that punavai that spring so we had to we worked with the city and county to stop that um so we hope that whoever oh my gosh I didn't need to hear that <laughs> so, I was like I had this all these plans of like such a cool it abutted like um we know like where city we drive land with like three acres between Westlock and that. And I was like, this is such a cool property. I'm like, oh my gosh, I even knew the agent. I was like, anyhow. Well, there's, I will say that that there's pockets of abundance. They're like, how exciting that there's still a Punavai, a freshwater spring. Right? Yeah. And right next door, the uncles, we call them. Um, and I know their nephew. I, he was my, he was my student at Mililani and he's now a Kumu at Kapolei High School. But the uncles, they they have a whole Maya, a whole banana patch there. Um, 
And there's folks, I will, you know, the, the Navy has, has kept these waters as um, a zone to keep people out of for their safety, but it's basically a marine preserve. And although there are concerns about um, pollute, pollutants in the water, there are huge fish, there's huge populations of mullet and resilient coral and homaoia, the oysters. And people are always like posting pictures of these huge fish that you catch out there. So the- It's okay to catch the fish there, right? So just for people listening in, ah. um, this is when you're, it's part of like, it's not, like if you're looking at Pearl Harbor and the bay and everything, it's the waterways that run along there, but this is all the way towards Eva Beach side. And where we do a lot of the cleanups and the waters are co highly contaminated, especially with, you know, the ships and everything and all that stuff over on Pearl Harbor side, that side is definitely- um, All of it has that. It's really bad there. No. Um, but you're not know. supposed to, fish on the well, other side too all, i don't tell other people what to do um, i mean there i didn't i didn't know that there's no, there I mean, signs so up <laughs> there, are, there are signs so that's a, i appreciate this and this is that that trauma so um the department of health i believe it was in the 80s tested all around the shorelines um westlock or it's hawaiian name kaiho palaai midlock also known as Wayava and where the base is. So they found lead, mercury, cadmium, arsenic, and however many decades of whatever they put on sugarcane and pineapple. So oh. whatever, whatever is Malka went Makai. So they, the Department of Health put up signs along the shoreline, including where we work, do not eat the fish or crabs. That said, Many people fish and many people fish recreationally, but many generations still fish and eat that, the fish and crabs from Pu'uloa. And so we have a grant from the Centers for Disease Control to share what we know about what's in those fish and um, some recommendations that if you are gonna catch fish out of here, um, smaller fish, skin them if you catch the crab scoop out the crab mustard maybe don't put it in a soup pot um, and we're working with people who are who really know their science um, we're also working with Vaivai Ola Hawaiian water keeper so until we can restore are they testing the fish have they tested it do they have all this stuff still in them the last test that the state had paid for was in the 80s are you serious but, oh I don't know, but good news. Um, sea Grant Hawaii um, in just the last couple of years worked with us to, um, because you can't, scientists can't just go out and, and sample in the middle of Navy uh, controlled waters. So we um, created spaces right at the mouth of the stream. There's like, you know, a line on a map somewhere. You're, you're at the mouth of the stream, but you're really, you're right on the edge of Pu'uloa. So, both at the Honolulu stream um, and in a stream over in Waipahu, they just did recent testing, very expensive in-depth testing. Um, and 
those results have been um, begun to have been shared with the community through some of our, our virtual gatherings and through schools. So they are finding out that there are, there, in a recent study, there are toxins of concern and um, there should be more testing done. But right now, a lot of the money, reasonably so, is going to test drinking water. So it, it's expensive, it, you know, finding out what's going on um, and fixing it yes the the navy should do it yes the city and county yes the department of health and we've actually met so many good people in all of these areas but um, no one seems to have the capacity alone to fix it that's why hui hui ohonua and so um, to stop those siloed approaches and begin to work together we've collaboratively with our partners including the u.s fish and wildlife service we've We've done collaborative grants of over $2 million. That was $2 million that wasn't addressing this for a while. So I think um, we're in Hulihia times, um, just looking at Pearl Harbor with sadness and it's a super fun site, or um, as some of my students said, they um, one of our young staff members was told, don't go near Pu'ulo when he was little, the water's dirty. Well, now, you know, we're, we're turning the, the tide on that. We know that we can restore things and we know that we can restore in our parks, along our bike paths, um, along the, in our freshwater springs, along fish, uh, historic fish ponds. Um, and we were, it's not just in Elba, people around um, Hawaii, led by that ancestral wisdom of the Hawaiians who had had engineered such abundance here. Um, again, that's that professional optimist in me, but I'm, I must not be crazy because a lot of other people think that that can, we can do this. Yeah, I know it can be discouraging at times. We work with Sandy um, on the bike path and there is a lot of trash that we pick up every time we go anywhere from five to 12 tons of trash is picked up on this path with about 300 volunteers twice a year and um it's a lot and there's a lot of dumping there's a lot of um things that within six months all this happens so the goal is to really get more stewards of parts of that path to maintain it on a consistent basis monthly to where um, this doesn't happen. So there's Sandy doing her work in the areas that she's um, kind of assisting with. There's other Rotary Clubs now taking on a spring near Blaisdell Park, and there's different nonprofits and businesses that can and do adopt certain stretches of the path. So if anybody happens to be super interested in this, I don't believe this is going to air right before it. <laughs> I'll try to air it. But if it does air on the 22nd of October, which is just in a few days, um, we're doing that um, cleanup. Um, and then another time that we do it is on that Earth Day weekend. Um, that Saturday is the other day. So uh, anyhow, if anybody wants to participate, we still are open for registration for <laughs> coming down and Definitely. helping out. And then 
If you're not obviously cleaning up trash in those days, you can also clean up and do different type of work with Sandy and her team as well. So let's talk about that really quick. Oh, I, I love talking sure. about that. Let's talk about, so your Malama, your different programs that you guys offer and how the community can partner with you uh, to do a service project like we're doing on, actually we have a service project set up with our Eco Rotary Club of Kaka'ako with Sandy's team. And this is on November 12th. So you can join us if you want to. We have, um, we have a flyer and you're ready to go and registration. But if you had a group of people and you wanted to do a different date, um, you can talk to, uh, check out our website, but go on and tell us what that means, what it is. Um, I will, we'll, we'll put Malama Pu'uloa, all one, we just, no space, malamapu'uloa.org or malamapu'uloa on Instagram. Um, I will just kind of do it in order. So um, one of the things, of course, that gives me hope is the youth and the, the willingness for them to innovate and do the work. So Waipahu High School students said, um, you know, along the bike path in this area across from this beautiful elementary school, Lehua Elementary School, there's rubbish and there's weeds. So one of the, the things that they said is it's, it's okay to take stuff out, you know, and, and remove, but what are you putting back? So their vision, and this was this came to me in 2019, was to make it a place that people cared about by restoring native plants and la'au lapa'au medicinal plants and food plants and to make it more of a holistic green space. And maybe even some of those kind of gnarly looking cement structures is cultural murals that depict some of the important mo'olelo of this place, like Ka'ahupahau, the guardian shark of Pu'uloa. And what a beautiful vision. But of course, 2019, we got into the pandemic and, you know, just trying to, for a community group to come into a space, do you need permission? Who is that? How does that happen? And so long story short, one year later, the, the Hui Alaloa project was born. The city and county departments gave us permission to start to implement the beautiful vision of Waipahu High School students. And we, it's not just what we take out and yep, plenty Opala, but it's, it's restoring. So it's so exciting to see kids. Um, we've painted some of those structures that um, we didn't need permission for. No, no major walls. Now I don't wanna get scoldings. But we just harvested our very first uala, our very first sweet potato from plantings a few months ago. Um, it's not without challenges. Gosh, we just had a drought. Some of our some of our plantings died. Um, well, there was a. I remember you guys planting as well, and it was the exact opposite. There was so much rain, and it just took it, it killed it right? out too. Yeah. yeah. So, so oh oh the mud. The oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a oh. that area. I remember I was like, oh my gosh, they just planted all this. And then I drive by and it's on my bike and we can't even get through because the water's all clogged up and the mud is all there. And it's like and then all the plants are all like all the work, you oh. know. So it's a lot of a lot of, of work. <laughs> One of the trees survived. God bless. But yeah. So an area that's been neglected for whatever reason. Along this bike path to the south, it's all weed trees. 
And that would have been a straight viewpoint to Pu'uloa and fish ponds. Mm -hmm. So now it's weed trees. Well, can we get rid of some of the weed trees? Could that land be used for food? Well, okay, let's just start with the strip where we have permission to work. Um, let's, we can actually go 10 feet this way and 20 feet that way, but not too close to the bike path. You can't plant coconuts that'll drop on someone's head. Okay, we got you. But um, it's so exciting to see what you can do, that Hana to show up and, it, and it's the Hui. Um, we just had kids from Pearl Highlands Intermediate School who came in force. We had a, a scout troop from town and a young man did his Eagle Scout project there. And oh my gosh, all ages of scouts worked so hard and literally just our friends and our, our Ohana, our, our crew. So sometimes it just takes a hope spot. So the our, our little Hui Alaloa project is at Lehua Community Park right there, the boundary between Pearl City and Waipahu. And we're, we're going every month um, and we're, we're where you think it's a hope spot because right down the road, um, Waipahu Intermediate School and a hui of folks who want to restore abundance on that part of the bike path and actually all the way up the Waikele stream, they would like to create a garden complex. And so we're, we're, we're working with them. And that's one of those cases of it wasn't our idea. It came from the community. The community has the knowledge. The community has the will. They maybe just need a little bit of help in in breaking through that red tape um, and and building the the support connections. Yeah, them. for sure. So that's that's October twenty second. If you want to join us, um, we're probably going to have another one November nineteenth. But then if you go down that bike path, gosh, you can go all the way to Eva Beach and Kapapapuhi Point Park, and that's we have every second Saturday. We are working in the Honu'uli Uli watershed um, within the park where we're keeping that stream open. Um, we're clearing uh, loko'ia. Um, right now we're really focused on mihola loko'ia. There's three beautiful fish ponds right there. Um, so that's not, what we'll be doing, right? On yes, the 12th, and yeah. We don't just want you, it's not just taking out, you get to plant natives. And many oh, of those awesome. native, in fact, about 95% of the native plants that we're putting back are grown by local schools. So, so you're working with the schools to grow them? Is that what absolutely. you're doing? Absolutely. Waipahu High School, Campbell High School, uh, Kapolei High School is coming this Friday, Pearl Highlands, um, Leeward Community College. But we also have to thank our partners up Malka, the, the Malama Learning Center has also helped. Um, and it's, it's exciting because many, many folks that are doing this kind of restoration, they either have to grow their own plants, but we don't have a land base and that's okay. We don't, we don't want one, but you can't just put a nursery in the middle of a public path uh, or a, a public park. So it's, it's not just what you take out, it's what you put back and you put back, you know, when, when, Volunteers come, you teach them the place names, you teach them a little bit about the history of this place. And um, I just want to ask the wonderful maintenance crew of my property just started. I'm going to mute myself and turn off the camera for just 30 seconds while I adjust my sound a little bit.
I am so sorry about that. It will, they're, they're hardworking, amazing guys, and it will become deafening because I think the lawnmower is going to go right by my window. But <laughs> um, then I have more energy to cut mangrove and pick up Opala. So I'm grateful to the maintenance crew of this property. So Kalamai for that. Um, so um, that's the, the Honouli Uli restoration project. Um, on our website, we just have a single link that says volunteer. And we welcome community groups every second Saturday. But Christine, I appreciate you brought up a good thing. What if you, what if these big work days, you're already busy? Um, we invite smaller groups every Wednesday to our Honouli Uli site at Kapapa Puhi Point Park. And if you're like me and you didn't know where that was, it's right across from Queens West. So right off of H1, right down Fort Weaver, um, very easy to find with restrooms and a lovely parking lot and all that. And, and also the directions are on our website. And let's say, okay, cannot do Wednesday, second Saturdays are out. I have my cousin's birthday party. You know, you folks out there, you're all busy. So on our website, there's a contact email. And if we have the capacity um, to host you, we will. And you know what? It's a public park and it's a public bike path. So maybe even if you just come by and you see a plant and you're not sure, maybe just pour a little water and a little love on those plants. Um, and everybody knows what trash looks like. Everybody can pick up Opala. So, um, Again, we're not we're not gatekeepers. These are these are public lands, and um, what we appreciate is anyone listening to this podcast, um, anyone who's worked with Christina, and anyone who's worked with us. We really know that that we, if everybody just does a little bit, a lot can happen. So we believe in community powered change, and we welcome any of you who want to work with us. Yes, and last but not least, before you jump off. Can you tell us a little bit more about your uh, October 29th event that's coming up? Oh, thank you. Um, so in 2018, we um, asked our legislators if they would pass a resolution to celebrate Malama Pu'uloa month from the last Saturday of September to the last Saturday of October. And the resolution was passed. It's an annual statewide celebration of this beautiful place some know as Pearl Harbor but we know as Pu'uloa and we kind of wanted to shout out like hey people care about this place this place was abundant and will be again so of course gathering we had a little potluck the first year you know it's real small we celebrated um the changes that we were seeing and then of course we didn't gather in large groups because the safety of our community was number one I remember we had that little park permit ready and then oh. Oh, not yet. So now we're grateful to everyone who helped us get here. It seems to be safe to gather in large numbers outside as community. So the Malama Pu'uloa Festival is at Kapapapuhi Point Park, October 29th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And so many of those groups that have helped us restore, including school groups. I know Ella Mackay Middle School will be there. I know Campbell High School kids. I know Kapolei High School kids will be there. We just get to celebrate. There's a lot more to do, but sometimes you just got to say, look, we've come this far. We, have, we can go see little baby mullets swimming up 
Honolulu stream. We can look upon fish ponds. We can stand on the shores right in this. I don't know if everyone, well, some of you are listening, but if you watch the podcast, <laughs> this view used to just be a solid wall of invasive mangrove and rubbish up to my hips and I'm almost six feet tall. And now you can come see this view and you can literally see the whole Evamoku from this spot. So let's celebrate, let's have music, let's enjoy the day there, bring your ohana. And this is the first time we're doing it. And, um, you know, give me a hundred school kids, I can take them on a field trip. Event planning, gosh. <laughs> thank, thank God for the hui, thank God for a, a, a park like Kapapapuhi Point Park. I know, it's such a nice, I never even knew about it, but until I looked at that property, I walked down, I was like, look at this empty park <laughs> like you could have well, like birthday parties here like it's a nice yes, it's gorgeous and imagine that kids from schools could safely ride their bike here and then if I want to come visit you in town or or if I want to go from Kapapapui Point Park to Lehua Community Park shoots let's let's make that that bike path of a holistic green space plenty of yes. food for everybody views of Pu'uloa um, people adopting different parts of it. And sure, we, we want the city county to help. We want the Navy to help. But you know what? Let's just open up the doors to community because I really, uh, seeing is believing. We yeah. can do this. So well, I think that the people that have been working on all the trash pickup, I think a lot of them have been getting discouraged because if they helped the first time, they felt very rewarded and what they did and accomplished. And then they come back and they're like really sad because they're like, it's back to the way it was. So to see and work with your group, it's the restoration side of things that gives a little more hope to everybody and the community that this is possible. So thank you so much for all that you're doing. And I know that you're gonna continue to do probably to the day you die. <laughs> I could just see it. This is your passion. This is this is the gift I think that God has put in your heart to do for everybody. So thank you so much. And um, I think, was there anything else you'd like to share before we jump off? I, I just wanna honor all of the Hawaiian Aina stewards that work around us, that teach us. I wanna honor our hui, and I want to honor folks like you who, who want to uh, amplify what we're doing and, and put out the kahea um, and who come and do the, do the hana, the, the hard work that also feeds the soul. So mahalo nui, Christine. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. Thanks so much. So I think that pretty much wraps everything up. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and you can go visit us at smartlivinghi.org. Um, and then check out our podcast there. You can also follow us on Instagram, which is at smartlivinghawaii and smartlivinghawaii.org. Uh, like us on Facebook. And until next time, live smart. Mahalo. Mahalo, Nui. Aloha.